Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. And the only place you should be betting on these sports is at betonline.ag. Whether you're betting on a basketball game, or the Golden Globes, or The Bachelor, or the Oscars, BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline has hundreds of props with real-time odds and almost anything you can imagine, and of course, the 24-hour online casino. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Hello, Lions fans. Jesse Cass here for the LMU Basketball Podcast here in the Believe Podcast Network on LA's number one sports podcast network and the only place for the show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the LMU Basketball Podcast. Jesse Cass here with you as the LMU Lions are ready for the West Coast Conference Tournament after the end of the regular season. LMU finishing out the regular season 12-8 on the year, 7-5 in West Coast Conference play, closing out a, a really strong end to the regular season. They did lose their regular season finale on the road against the number one team in the country, Gonzaga. Ended up losing that game uh, by 18, but the Lions really... Showed out well in that ball game. They were within one with just a couple of minutes left in the first half. Had some some really questionable calls go against them and kind of turn the momentum. And then of course Gonzaga, with just how talented and good they are, obviously made it made it tough on the Lions. They made a lot of shots. They have a ton of talent. They're undefeated for a reason. So they they were able to keep that up. But the Lions, as we said, showed it themselves very well in that ball game. And then you look at earlier in the week in a place where, as we talked to Eli Scott the week before, for whatever reason, LMU has had so much trouble at Pepperdine in Malibu. 21 out of 22 years the Lions had lost, but they come out victorious, really control that game, start to finish, let Pepperdine kind of try to creep their way back in in the very end, but held them off and got a huge win on the road in Malibu. It secured themselves the third best record in conference. It secured themselves an over 500 finish in conference for the first time since the 2010-11 season. So it's been quite a while, uh, but what a start for Stan Johnson and the Lions in, in his first year as LMU head coach and, and getting the Lions to over 500 on the year, over 500 in conference, and really competitive against some of the better teams in the country. We know they struggled against BYU, but that performance against Gonzaga, you know, the score is not quite indicative of just how competitive it was. And Competitive for a Lions team that continues to be shorthanded. Joe Quintana is back for LMU, but we know Damian Douglas, of course, out for the year. Quentin Jackson Jr., Cody Pugh's been in and out of the lineup. You know, it's been a 6-7, maybe 8-man rotation at the most, but uh, just a really impressive uh, season for the Lions overall. And uh, although they finished with the third-best record in conference due to the Ken Palm-adjusted win percentage model, they are ranked fifth going into the West Coast Conference Tournament. Now, you know, I know these rankings are used a lot, so I'm not going to be one to completely trash them. And, and they obviously work very well in terms of ranking teams and their schedules and how they've been. Uh, but just seeing it up close in this conference, uh, you know, the rankings definitely, I think, it will, will, will provide a little extra motivation for the Lions. Now, they're certainly St. Mary's is a great team. They played a tough schedule. They played BYU twice. They played Gonzaga twice. It makes sense. But still, 
four and six in conference, and they get the four seed over the seven and five Lions. St. Mary's did win head to head, but just by three in LMU's probably their worst performance of the year, where they had 28 turnovers and the Lions still almost won that game. And then you throw in Pepperdine, who seven and six compared to seven and five for the Lions. Again, a toss up there, but literally this week, LMU just beat Pepperdine head to head. So when you're going in those matchups, that one doesn't make a ton of sense either. So, uh, you know, it just hopefully going forward, it's something that won't be a part of the equation. You look at in a normal setting where all of these teams will have played the same amount of games, have essentially played the same basic schedule outside of maybe one more opponent one more time or one less time uh, in how the conference schedule breaks out. But uh, LME really on the, the short end of the stick in those rankings, and uh, it affects them a lot. As the five seed instead of the three seed, they play tonight and Friday night. Instead of having that extra night, that extra bye to Saturday, they'll take on San Francisco. It is a team they've beaten twice, but we know how hard it is to beat the same team three times in a season. So that'll be really interesting matchup. The last time the Lions played them was just a couple of weeks ago. They had only six players and won a thriller up in San Francisco. So you can be sure that the Dons will be as motivated as possible. And I think the Lions, maybe that little extra bit of motivation will will get them even more fired up as if they needed that uh, going into the West Coast Conference Tournament. So, uh, you know, the ranking's unfortunate for the Lions, but it doesn't overshadow what has been a great season for the Lions thus far. So 6 p.m. tip, the Lions and the Dons in the West Coast Conference Tournament have that call on KXLU as always. And in preparation of that, we wanted to go back a little bit. We know we've had this conversation on this podcast before, but I felt it was appropriate. Stan Johnson, the LMU head coach, we talked to him back in April when he got the job, uh, almost a year ago now, which is crazy to think, but uh, I thought it'd be interesting to, to hear his perspective going into the tournament, uh, to look back when he got the job, what his plan was, uh, his excitement about getting his first head coaching job. So we're going to go and rewind with head coach Dan Johnson, that conversation right here in the Believe Podcast Network once again, uh, and we will come back at the end of that conversation to update you once again on what the Lions have in front of them in the West Coast Conference Tournament. But Without further ado, a rewind to our conversation with head coach Stan Johns from this past April. So here it is on the Believe Podcast Network. Now joined here on the LMU Basketball Podcast with new head coach Stan Johnson. Stan, thanks so much for taking the time to come on the show. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And Stan, this has obviously been a, a crazy and unique time for, of course, the country and the world at whole, but obviously you becoming the new head coach at LMU in this time. What is this process been like for you and what has to be kind of a unique set of circumstances to to get the job and have your first week and a half starting right now yeah it's been you know it's it's been a gamut of a lot of different emotions number one the excitement um of reaching a lifelong goal uh something you know i've worked extremely hard for uh with the help of a lot of people you know these jobs are you know, they're hard to get. I said earlier today, you, I think you've got a better chance being an NBA player than you do being a Division One head coach. <laughs> and, you know, the chances of being a head coach at a at a really good place like Loyola Marymount is even slimmer. So that's exciting for me, and it's humbling. And uh, I still don't go to bed uh, early, and I, I wake up early because of the excitement I have uh, to be the caretaker of this program. I, I love that. Um, you know, in terms of, of our pandemic and, and what's happening, you know, it's, 
obviously it's it's made this tough, but it's made it tough for everybody. And it puts in perspective uh, what we're doing. And, you know, there's a lot of other more important things going on in the world than just playing basketball and coaching basketball. And it, it puts this in its, its rightful place. And I hope for everybody out there in the world, you know, sometimes we obviously we, we're, we're so adamant about our teams and, and uh, you know, sports sometimes can get way out of hand uh, because of the nature of it and the competitiveness of it. Um, I, I just hope that this puts things in uh, a greater perspective for everybody. Uh, but what I've done is, you know, I, this allowed has allowed me to, to really – move slow, uh, move slow in terms of, you know, really getting to know our guys at a more intimate level. You know, I probably talk to them every other day, uh, each guy. It's allowed me to really be thorough uh, in terms of my search for uh, people to come and help uh, help us uh, build this program. Uh, so I, I've, I've really uh, I've appreciated that, having that time, because had this not happened, sometimes you can move a little fast and maybe not get done what you want. So that's given me an opportunity to, to really do that. And then it's really given me a chance to, to, to reorganize in terms of all my thoughts uh, that I've had over 18 years, my blueprint of what I think a program should look like. It's given me a chance to, you know, fit that uh, in terms with this job and, you know, really hit the ground running when, when all this is, is over. But it's been a gamut and on the days that you know i'm like man it's your first gig you're not even there and can you believe it i always go back to hey man you waited your whole life for this you got it embrace it embrace hard and uh do the best you can and that's what i'm doing yeah absolutely and you kind of alluded to it a little bit there but just the life of a coach and kind of building that resume you've been pretty much all over the map starting in division two and working your way up through several division one programs and most recently at Marquette, does it ever get discouraging at that through that journey where you said it's a long road to become a head coach and it sometimes doesn't pan out for a lot of guys uh, to get to this point uh, going through that coaching journey? Um, you know, I don't know if discouraging is the word. You know, I, I think as a coach, um, and this can go uh, for every facet of life and any business and any career, I think you have to, you have to first realize what am I called to do? What am I called to do? What is it that I that I'm called to do? What is it that I'm supposed to be doing? What do I love? You know, you got to know what your why is. And I think when you understand what your why is, everything can be a little clearer and easier. I didn't get into the business to be a head coach. I think guys who get into something because they want to do X, Y, or Z, you set yourself up for extreme disappointment. I got into this because I wanted to coach and I wanted to help other people reach their dreams and goals. And those aren't just words. I wanted to get into this because I, I loved competing and I love building teams and I love putting my hand in the huddle. And I love that all that sports brings, all the game can bring. Cause I saw what the game did for my life as a kid who, from 10 years old, moved from Liberia, West Africa to Salt Lake City, who never even played basketball. I watched a ball be able to connect an African-American guy from, from Liberia, West Africa with a Caucasian kid from, from Murray, Utah. Yeah. 
there's power in that. So as I've gone through the business, yes, I've had goals and uh, you want to lead your program, but every single day that I woke up, I knew I was serving my purpose. I was coaching. I was doing what I love doing. So regardless if I got the job or not, I still know I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And in doing what I'm supposed to do, why I got into it, helping guys get better, connecting people, building teams. I can do that regardless of what school I'm at or what role I'm in. That's always been my perspective. Um, that being the case, you, you always want a chance to lead your team and having that opportunity. But, you know, it's like getting this job. There are so many good, qualified candidates. And all jobs are so different. You don't know what goes into the hiring of it. You don't know anything. So sometimes it has nothing to do with you. But if, if you don't have that kind of perspective, it can be discouraging. But for me, it hasn't been because I, I've had some some awesome jobs, whether it's D2 to, to Marquette. And, you know, I've always approached those roles of this as if I was a head coach. You know, I, I, I don't believe in putting labels on myself or anybody else. So um, I'm fortunate to have gotten one. But just becoming a head coach does not define me or it doesn't make me more successful than I was two weeks ago. Yeah, no question about that. And you you alluded to reaching out to some of the current players on the team. Uh, what has been your message to those guys? And as you said, kind of talking to them through video chat or phone calls or whatever it may be to to give them your message of what you want the program to be going forward. Well, my message to them, you know, the first thing I wanted them to know is, you know what, guys, every single guy uh, has a clean slate with me. And I'm going to work like heck to build a relationship like with you guys like you've never seen ever you know um i I want this to be um a situation where you or nobody feels like it's well those aren't our recruits no you're my guy today you're my guy you're my guy and you know years from now whenever it is that you get married i'm gonna be at your wedding that's that's who i am um i wanted them to feel that i wanted them to to understand that i'm not coming in and just getting rid of guys. So I wanted them to have peace that way. Yeah. But that being the case, I, I wanted them to understand, here's what I stand. This is who I am. But now you got to make the best decision for you. And if you don't feel like this place is that, or I'm that, or you're not comfortable with that, I'll support you. Because at the end of the day, though, uh, we have to get all the right people on this boat rowing in the right direction and the kind of team that i hope to someday become is a team that attacks a team that 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 not on their heels so i don't want anybody one foot in one foot out indecisive and if i sniff that you're not going to be here yeah because what we have to do is really really hard and um i don't i don't need guys in and out mentally. I, I need everybody to say, you know what? I'm with you, coach. You're with us. Let's see what we can get done. This podcast is brought to you by True Classic Tees. Hey guys, I know it's tough out there staying at home, working from home so much, but the best way to do that is to do it in comfort. Formal wear is out and the t-shirt reigns supreme right now and no better way to do that 
then the rock and new true classic tees the new la based company on the rise most importantly their t-shirts are soft they hold up in the wash and they're incredibly versatile you can wear them out of course you can wear them in especially around these times you can wear them all around the house and the best part they're incredibly cheap only 15 dollars and now you can get them for even less go to trueclassictees.com and use the code b-l-e-a-v for 20 percent off that's believe b-l-e-a-v at trueclassictees.com and coach you you mentioned it a little bit about wanting to attack but but what's your philosophy in terms of just the style that you want to play uh and the way that you want lme basketball to look going forward yeah you know again that that style is not going to be be created overnight um you know my first obligation um i've got a We've got some guys in our team, some older guys that I want to make sure we we give them the best chance to to have great success next year. So we have to start to put in our system, our style, but yet uh, doing it in a way that, that still can complement what we have. Uh, so that's the tricky part. But as we move forward, you know, I, I want to create a, an identity that, you know, LMU is a team that is uh, athletic skilled and disciplined and what that looks like for me or you know hopefully is, is guys you know six six two six three to, to six eight across the board uh where we're switchable defensively because um, i think that's hard to run offense against teams like that i want to get to a point where we're interchangeable offensively where we have multiple ball handlers multiple guys running pick and rolls where we space you out and uh you know where we really really uh, use the three-point line, you know, with with every every person on the floor. You know, I, I want us to to be a team that you know can play above the rim um, and create excitement that way. So for me, there's three things. You know, I want to I want to have a style that number one is conducive to winning. I think what I just said gives us a chance to do that because it's it's different than uh, some of the teams in the WCC. Uh, I want to play a style that. Um, obviously is conducive to recruiting. And in this day and age, so many kids want to be point guards or handle the ball. And I want to be able to recruit in a way, if I say something, it's going to be true when they get there. So when I tell a guy, hey, you know, you're 6'6", 6'5", you're a wing, and you're going to handle the ball just as much as a point guard, that becomes an attractive uh, thing for us and a competitive advantage, you know, in, in terms of our competition. And then I want to play that style because I think, it'll put people in the seats. And, you know, I want when people come and watch LMU to say, man, those guys compete. I mean, they they are well-conditioned. Uh, they are well-prepared. And the best competitors play. And if, if people are talking about us that way and we have that kind of buy-in and our system is as such, I, I think, you know, it, it could be uh, – it could be one that that leads to a lot of success. Yeah, and you mentioned the the WCC and kind of navigating that. It's turned into a, a really solid and competitive league, really top to bottom. Of course, you always have Gonzaga and St. Mary's and BYU who have been at the top, but really over the past couple of years, we've seen no real games off in that conference. Uh, what have you seen from afar looking at the WCC, and, and what's your impression of it going forward and, and being hands-on here at LMU? Well, I mean, it's... It's a great league. I mean, I think it's last year it was rated the eighth rated league in the country. Yeah. Um, and not only is it a great league, it's a, I mean, you've got 
you know, this past year, three of the best offensive teams in all of America in the league. Ain't St. Mary's, BYU, and Gonzaga. Uh, this is a league where they have outstanding coaches. I mean, you terrific coaches up across, I mean, up and down the board. Um, you know, so uh, you better uh, be able to to recruit. You better be able to coach. You better be able to develop uh, in this league because you're dealing with some really, really good coaches and some really, really good programs. And this is a league and these are teams that can go anywhere in the country and win. And, you know, this year we would have had, you know, three teams at least in the tournament. So um, it's an outstanding league. It's, it's it's one of the best leagues in the country. And, you know, it's one of the other things that I loved about the job is that, you know, you were, you were going into a, a monster league yeah. and uh, you know, that if you're a competitor, you want that. Um, so that excites me. Yeah, no question. And, and you mentioned recruiting and that's such a big part of any program, but of course, here in Los Angeles, there is the appeal of LMU being a great school and a great location, but you also have the challenge of so many other great schools in the area and L.A. talent going across the country as well. How do you target Los Angeles specifically and get guys excited and attracted to coming to LMU rather than another program? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, one thing we all have to understand, and, and sometimes we forget this, like, the competition's good, too. Yep. Right. The people we go against, whether we're playing against them or recruiting against them, you got to take your hat off to them. I mean, these are these are all good places and and all good programs. I mean, look at our area and the schools that surround us. Great places, uh, historic programs, great coaching, great fan bases. Um, so you know, for me, how do we? How can we be different? Well, I can just be myself, and you know, I, I think um, you know people are going to uh, feel our spirit. And they're going to know that this is a place that if their kid comes to, they can put their head on the pillow at night and sleep easy. They're going to be around really, really good people. They're going to be around other really good players. And we're going to have a lot of positive peer pressure, pressure to do the right things because so many guys are doing that. You know, from a recruiting standpoint, I think people are going to feel that we're engaged and we care about them. We care about their programs. Oftentimes in recruiting, it's always the university and the coaches going to get their players. What can you do for us? I don't want that to be the case. I want this to be, how can we make each other better? You know, if a coach wants to come to practice, if a coach wants to come to my office and and talk X and O's and culture or whatever, I I want this to be a place where people feel they can grow. And if they have that kind of feeling and, and, and they know how much we care, then that will lend itself to, you know what, this is somewhere we can trust putting our players. We can trust Coach Stan. We can trust his staff. They're going somewhere. You know, it's bigger than just basketball. And for me, it is. And that's got to be who we are. And we've got to make Los Angeles, California, a priority. And uh, how I'm trying to put my staff together, uh, my my thinking, the importance of this, uh, it, it, there, there's nothing more important than that. And that's going to be a huge part of what we do now and moving forward is, is making people feel like, you know what, you have a place at LMU to come to. And recruiting, again, when it's done right, it should be sincere. It should be honest. And it should be something that goes both ways, 
not a one-way street. I don't want just transactional stuff. Well, you know, LMU's in the gym when we have a player. We don't see them when we're not as good. I, I, I want people to see me, to see us, and I want to be involved in our community. And I think if we can do that, and we can do that at a high level, and we can do that in the, in the most sincere way possible, and we can give back, then good things will happen. So, I mean, that, that's my initial plan, and, and, and really that's my focus. Yeah, putting together a staff, you mentioned it a little bit there. I know you've been in the process of that and in, in getting the job and having that be one of your first priorities, but what has that been like and what has that entailed kind of doing that from home and trying to connect with guys over the phone and, and get that job done of building the, the staff that you want to come to LMU? Yeah, you know, there's three things that are at, at four things that are at, at a premium for me. One, um, I, I need guys that can do four things really, really well, and I'm not going to settle. Uh, number one, they, they've got to be able to recruit at a high level. They've got to be able to coach at a high level. They've got to be able to develop at a high level. And then they have to be able to connect with our players at an even higher level. Yeah. Uh, I'm, not out, I'm not one to say, well, I'm going to go out and get a recruiter. And I'm going to go out and get some X and O's guy. Nope. We all have to roll up our sleeves and do more. We have a great place. The expectation here is to be able to hire great coaches, and I want that. You know, if I'm the smartest guy in the staff, we're going to be in trouble. I'm telling you guys that right now. <laughs> I, I want guys around me who are ultra, ultra, ultra smart and who are really good in those four areas. And I'm not going to settle for anything other than that. And, uh, you know, the one thing that I've been taken back by is the interest we've had on a national level uh, for these jobs to come and be an assistant coach. I think it speaks volumes of the school, our league, um, you know, that people of, of just great, great, great quality uh, are interested in, in being a part of our staff. So I think people are going to love what we put together. Um, and I know our guys are going to be excited about it and it's going to really benefit them. Yeah. Excited to see uh, when that staff is announced and, um, you've obviously gotten a lot of great endorsements since you've gotten the job. Of course, the Marquette connections with, with Dwayne Wade and Doc Rivers and Donovan Mitchell and Doug Collins, a lot of high-profile names reaching out. Just what does that mean to you, that support from the basketball community, community at large for really showing that they're behind you as this hire for LMU? Well, it's, it's incredible. You know, and, you know I, I always tell people sometimes in, in sports, especially in life, you know, things are never as good or bad as they may see. And it's always nice for people to say good things about you. And we know how this goes, you know, there'll be enough people saying not so good things about you. But when people like that, who you care about, and you know, they care about you can, can go out and verbalize that and support you. There's, there's nothing uh, that, that feels better. And, you know, those guys that you mentioned are guys that I respect. I mean, guys that I aspire to be like guys that, I'm chasing in terms of what they've done. Uh, and if I can get half of what they've done and what they've accomplished, I would have had a great career. So it's, it's great. It's great for the program. It's again, it's good for recruiting. Um, and I think it shows people who we will be, uh, attached to, uh, what our network is like and, you know, the depth and the quality of people that will be connected to our program. So, uh, you know, it's really, really exciting. And obviously, all those guys that, that you mentioned are guys I've, I've learned from and I've taken a lot from. And 
you know I really really look up for, I look for I look up to so it, it's a great this podcast is brought to you by bet online while you're waiting this out at home you can still have some fun betting at betonline.ag with no NBA NHL or MLB you might think there's nothing to bet on but bet online still has hundreds of places to wager including their online casino with poker and blackjack and sports aren't totally done they're still mixed martial arts American Idol, the elections, the spelling bee, and their $750,000 poker series. There is still fun to be had, so go to betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. BetOnline, the fun never ends. Yeah, and you mentioned, we talked a little bit at, at the beginning of the interview that not only the coaching experience through all these different stops from mid-major programs to high-major programs, but you also had experience playing basketball on the college basketball level and, and leading a team to the NCAA tournament and knowing that this is an LMU program that has not made the tournament since 1990. How do you parlay all of that and, and kind of go forward in, in, with the ultimate goal of building, as you said, a winning, exciting program that can get back to the tournament for the first time in quite some time? Yeah, well, you know, when I went to Southern Utah, they had never been to the tournament. Yeah. So we're already, we're a few steps ahead of that. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're well aware. <laughs> you know, so um, that's a good thing. Uh, but sometimes, you know, I, and that's why, again, this job was so appealing to me because I think my path and where I've been, I mean, I was at Bemidji State. We had four and a half scholarships in the league that had nine to ten. And uh, in my second year there, we won the league. You know, we went to Southwest Baptist and, we took over a rebuild in, in one of the best D2 conferences in the country. Year two, we were the fifth-ranked team in the country. Uh, I went to Cal State Northridge with, with Bobby Braswell. and He, uh, you know, we had a sign. I got the job in, I want to say, after the Final Four. And uh, I want to say May. We signed seven guys that offseason. We, we won the league. First time in the history of the of Big West Northridge did that. I was there a year, went to Utah, and we were trying to, you know, restore the – restore a, a, a very prideful program and in my first year there we um you know at that point was the, I, I believe we were the fifth seed in the in the in the ncaa tournament which at that point was the highest uh seed of any mount west team uh, you know being at arizona state and helping coach Sindek uh get that thing back on track and drake and coming to marquette and a rebuild and you know last year being ranked as high as 10th in the country you know i've, I've seen rebuilds yeah, uh, and uh, I know what it takes, you know. But I'll say this, and I've said this earlier: if if people think that just because you hired a new coach, that it's just going to happen, they're wrong. Uh, I hope that that people are are tired and fed up and and want to win, um, but I hope they want to do it together because that's the only way this is going to be done. And everything I just named to you, all these schools I've been to, there was a commitment to do it together. And the people who, who had kind of been disengaged from those programs came back. And when you have that kind of connection, good things can happen. I always say there's power in numbers. We need people. I need help. We need, the, we need, the, we need everybody we can get. We need all hands on deck. This is not just going to be me turning it around. And we can't have a wait-and-see approach. We have to see I'm going to – we have to have a I'm going to jump on board approach because I'm ready for something to happen here. And I hope people understand that. And my door is open. I, I want everybody who 
who cares and loves about loves this program to help us get it to a place that we can all be proud of. That's what I want. That's my desire. I didn't come here to, to do it by myself. Um, so let's all roll up our sleeves and let's all go to work. And if we do that, even the things that we are imagining right now, I think we could do better. But it's not going to happen unless we're all together in this fight. Yeah, no question about it. It's a, it's a great way to put it. And I've seen just through social media and, and the, the reactions from your hiring that I think a lot of people share that sentiment and are excited to to be a part of it and, and build the program. So it's, it's obviously really encouraging stuff to say. And Stan, before I let you go, I know that you uh, on the LME website starting a little coach's blog, uh, the new a new standard is what it's called. Um, so let the people know a little bit about what you're, uh, what you're going through there. Yeah, you know, I, I just thought for me it was a way to connect with everybody, our university, our community, alumni, boosters, former players. I want people to be connected to the program. You know, so it's going to be a biweekly blog where people get uh, an intimate look, a deeper look on what's happening in our program, you know, over the course of, you know, every 14 days uh, where they feel like they're a part of it. Um, and hopefully it, it's something that will draw people a little more near. And, uh, you know, again, I, I think nobody cares how much you know how good you are until they know how much you care. And it's a to me it's a small way of showing people I care about you I want you to be involved and I want you to know what's going on. And we're not going to have a program where, you know, it's closed doors and it's secret. You know, I, I want, I want everybody to, to understand what we're doing and for all of us to be on the same page. And I can't give you a, a, a greater insight than telling you what we, what we're doing every two weeks, you know? So yeah. that's my plan and I hope people will be receptive to it. Absolutely. It's lmulines.com slash a new standard coach Stan Johnson. Uh, hopefully the first of, of many conversations, really excited to have you leading the program and, and obviously uh, excited to, to get going. And once we're back to normal society, uh, see LMU basketball develop and flourish under your watch. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Look forward to meeting you in person. So we hope you enjoyed that look back and that rewind. Listen to head coach Stan Johnson. He, of course, will be getting the Lions ready for their West Coast Conference Tournament matchup with San Francisco. The Lions and the Dons for the third time this season. If LMU wins, they will advance in the West Coast Conference Tournament and get themselves a matchup with St. Mary's, who, of course, as we mentioned earlier in the beginning of the podcast, over LMU in the standings despite having three less wins. So maybe that will also in itself provide motivation. But task at hand, Lions have to beat San Francisco to get there. So we'll see if they can do that. And we'll keep you updated here on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. And also, five stars is always appreciated. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts at Believe.com. And also, follow me on Twitter at Jesse underscore Cast to stay up to date for everything with LME basketball, especially through this West Coast Conference Tournament. So that's it. Thanks again for tuning in on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network, and the only place to show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Go Lions.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.